and time snuck up on me. Ah, you know how it is, and you just kind of relax, and you're like, oh, I got time, and then you're like, oh, look what time it is. <laughs> uh, time keeps ticking away. How are you all doing? Great. Great. You all look like you're doing better than me. Bob, it's good to see you. All right. I'm going to start calling you the Energizer Bunny. <laughs> uh, well, God is good. Amen. Let's go ahead and bless the Lord in the house, on live stream, podcast. Let's just bless him, give him the praise and the glory and the honor. Lord, we give you all the praise. We magnify you, Lord. You are the glorious King, the mighty God. You are high and lifted up. You are the Most High God. There is none that compares with you. The gods of, the gods of men have nothing on you. Lord God, you are the majestic King. You are the deliverer, the protector, the healer, the provider, our all in all and our everything. The glorious one, God of our salvation. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We bless you, we bless you, we bless you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, we just honor you and glorify you tonight. We thank you for the opportunity to sit at your feet, that you would teach us by your Holy Spirit and impart revelation into our heart. Father, we open our hearts to hear from you. We open up our spiritual ears. We open up our spiritual eyes. We open up our hearts so that revelation would come to us, that we would take hold of what it is that you're declaring, that we would understand it, that we'd be able to apply it into our life, that it's not just be something that we hear and think, oh, that was good, but it applies into our life and that it brings about results. We thank you, Father. We bless you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's open up to Colossians chapter 4 this evening. Colossians chapter 4 and verse 2. He says, devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. How many of you have ever gone through a time in your life to where you were believing God for something and it just seemed to take so long and you were tempted to give up and throw in the towel. Nobody, huh? Wow. Let's go home. No, we've all experienced that. Amen. And um, sometimes we pray and we believe we prayed in faith, but the answer to our prayers just seemed to come really slow. And in fact, that, that's a situation that's common to everybody. Everybody deals with that. Isn't that right? Amen. And uh, when we deal with things like that, we always have questions that we ask. Some of the questions would be, how long should I continue believing God for the answer to my prayer to come to pass? In other words, should I stop? Should I give up? Should I what? Well, we might ask questions like, should I just give up hope that my answer will ever come? Or we might ask, is there anything special I should be doing while I'm waiting for God to answer my prayer? That sound familiar? Another question we might ask is, what attitude should I maintain while I'm continuing to wait for my answer? You know, attitude's a big thing. Attitude determines your altitude. And uh, 
all the time when those things happen, you know, there's just always that temptation from the enemy that comes to say, give up, throw in the towel, don't bother, this is never going to happen, I know it's what you want, but you can't see it happening, and it's probably not going to happen. But, you know, that's where the first word of this verse comes in so important, devote, devote yourselves. The word devote is the Greek word pros katerero. And the word pros means to be earnest towards something. And it carries the idea of being close and upfront. It's the same word that's used in Ephesians chapter 6 when he says our wrestle is against the, pro the principalities and the rulers of this world. That word against is the Greek word pros. And it means upfront, close, personal, face-to-face -face dealing with the situation. Not the people, the spiritual part of the situation. Getting in the, in the face of the spiritual enemies. And that's what the word pros means. Second part of that word, katarero, it means to be strong, steadfast, and firm. To endure, to hold out and bear the burden. You know, so the word pros Catero, it, it shows a strong, solid, never-give-up type of leaning towards an object. That doesn't mean you go sit in the chair and go, I'm just waiting. No, it's leaning into an object. It pictures a person who wants something so fiercely that he's leaning forward toward that object. See, the person that sits in that chair and just sits and waits, you don't really want anything. This is a person that's leaning into it. He fiercely wants something so badly that he's pressing in towards this goal and he's devoted to obtaining the goal and he's busily engaged in activities that will bring about the object of their desire. Are you with me? Amen. So therefore, we are to stay forward-directed, focused in prayer. Always forward-directed. You know, when the children of Israel was at the Red Sea and the Lord's and, and Moses, you know, they're like, well, what are we going to do? And what did the Lord say? Go forward, because that's always the direction of the Lord. Go forward. Stay forward, directed and focused in prayer. Keep pressing in to the things of the spirit. This is not a lackadaisical, apathetical attitude. This is a pressing in to the things of the spirit. Devoted. It means to, be resolute, to resolutely refuse to give up until we have attained that for which we are praying. Resolutely refuse to give up until we've obtained it. Amen. There are times, undoubtedly, we all deal with it, we've always dealt with it, and we will deal with it again. That when we pray about things, the answers to our prayers do not come quickly. Isn't that right? But yet, what does God require of us? He requires that we stay spiritually strong. He requires that we push forward and continuously engaging in robust prayer until we see what we're believing him for come to fruition. That we don't back up, don't give up, don't back down. We're tenaciously determined in order to receive. Amen. Well, this is a step-by-step, increase-by-increase, to reach the goal, never giving up, always pushing forward, step ahead, step ahead, step ahead. Isn't that right? And we are to be devoted to prayer. 
The word prayer is the Greek word prosku, prosku. Well, there's the first part of the word again, pros. It's the same as we looked at before about pushing forward, about going towards something, being up close and personal. And the word UK means to wish, to desire, and to vow. So prayer is not just about asking God or begging God or just wanting a need in our life. And prayer is not just some kind of a mechanical operation. Now I lay me down to sleep, I pray the Lord my soul. It's not a mechanical operation. It is, prayer is designed to draw us close to God in a face-to-face relationship. It is a vehicle through which you can enjoy a close, intimate relationship with God, especially when you're trying to break through spiritual battle, barriers or pressing deep into the things of the Spirit. You can't do it unless you draw close to God. Amen. Prayer has the idea also, this Greek word, has the idea of sacrifice. Now, we're not talking about giving money or giving up whatever, but it's a sacrifice of giving of ourselves. Prayer requires that we give of ourselves. Surrendering to God, whatever changes are required. That's part of prayer. Why? Because the areas we do not want to change, that's what's blocking his ability to bless you. Well, I bless God. I'm believing God. I'm believing God. I'm believing God. And he's talking to you about change, and you refuse to do it. It's just like we've said, you could pray for somebody till you rub all the hair off of their head, but if they refuse to forgive like God's talked to them about, nothing's going to happen. And then people will go, well, why do we bother praying? So that they can hear from God and make the changes. You can't change it for them. God can't even make you change. You've got to choose to surrender yourself to the changes he wants you to make so that the door will open up for his blessing. Amen. Those things are nothing but hindrances. God wants you to meet him face to face. God wants us to surrender every area of our life to him. And in return, he promises that we'll receive the answers we seek. How many of you are seeking answers today? Amen. Amen. Devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it. Keeping alert. Gregorio. It means to be awake, watchful, and vigilant. It's a spiritual attitude. Spiritual attitude. Everything's about spiritual. Forget about the natural flesh and what you can even do in the flesh. Just forget all that. That carnality, nonsense stuff, forget it. It's all about spiritual position. Wide awake. Jesus said they have eyes and they don't see. They have ears and they don't hear. And their heart is dull. It's all about spiritual position. They all heard him talk. They all saw what he was doing. But it has nothing to do with it. It's a spiritual position. Spiritual eyes open, spiritual ears open, spiritual heart opened. Amen. Sitting here, how much does God, you hear God speaking to you when you're sitting in the corporate anointing? You should be hearing God talk to you about things. You get quiet with God, you should hear God talk to you about things. 
Not just about you talking to him about what you want, him talking to you about what you need to change. And we all got stuff we need to change. Now, if you sit there and think, well, I don't have nothing to change, you ain't hearing nothing. You ain't paying attention. You have eyes that don't see and ears that don't hear. Because you all need to change, just like I need to change. And every day I get before the Lord to go, here I am again. (laughs) Whatever you need, you know. (laughs) Being alert. So he says, devote yourselves to prayer and keep alert. So you devote yourselves to prayer, pressing forward, pressing in, moving into it, getting up close, and then be awake. After you pray, be awake. Watch vigilantly for the answer you are requesting. Do you know how many times our prayers don't get answers because you're not looking? It went right by you and you didn't even know it. Because that Bible says that if you live in a dry place, even when good comes, you won't see it. God brings you an answer and you don't see it because you're not awake. Not paying attention. Amen. So the word devoted is a picture of a person who wants something so fiercely that he's leaning forward toward that object, pressing toward it, devoted to the goal of obtaining it, and he is busily engaged in activities that will bring the object of their desire to them. Well, what activities? Usually it's change. Busily engaged in the activities of change, whatever's needed. This person is forward-directed, not back-looking. He's not looking back. He's always forward-directed. Pressing into the Spirit, not sitting and waiting. Well, I prayed. I'm just waiting. You're not waiting. You're sleeping. You need to be pressing in. Pressing into the things of the Spirit. Being resolute in determination and not give up until you receive it. Amen. Devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert with an attitude of thanksgiving. The word thanksgiving is the Greek word eucharistia. You means good and well, and charis, of course, means grace and thanksgiving. So it's a language of being grateful, and it's also an act of worship. How many times do we pray and ask God about something, and do we spend time worshiping him? Or do we just run in, ask what we need, and we run back out again? To receive something as an expression of grace. You understand that when you receive from God, it's an expression of grace. It's just God's grace upon us. So we receive it as an expression of grace, and we receive it as someone, and we accept it as one that does not deserve it. It's amazing how many times Christians are like, God, I need this, and I want you to do Like, we deserve it. And, you know, you don't want that entitlement attitude of the world to get into your heart before God. Because you're not entitled to anything. What are we entitled to? Hell. That's what we're entitled to. Every single one of us, the Bible says, you are barely saved. Barely saved. Just over that thread 
there's a thread between being saved and going to hell. Deserves some gratitude. How much have we received from God that we don't deserve? You know, 42 years I've been saved and I've received things from God. (laughs) I don't deserve any of it. You know, my life today is a lot better than it was 42 years ago. Well, not because, well, you know, in four, you know, you get older and you see things different and you do. No, that's yeah. carnal nonsense. I know a lot of people that have gotten older and things have gotten worse. So don't tell me it's because of just getting older. It's the grace of God because of what God's done in my life and recognizing what God's done in my life and being thankful for what he's done in my life. It's just a gift of his grace that we've pressed into to take hold of. He's done so much for us, starting with salvation. You know, when I was up in Jacksonville with ICFM, and I was sitting at lunch with a minister, and it's the first time I really got to talk to him, and we were just sitting at lunch, and I was just, we were just talking about some stuff, and I just shared about my salvation experience and what led up to it and getting saved and all well here it is 42 years later and that thing coming up on the inside I had to stop I had to stop talking to him and back up for a minute and actually get my composure because I was actually starting to choke back up again because I'm so grateful for what God did when I got saved so grateful where would I be today I'd be on the other side of the dirt that's where I'd be The blood of Jesus washed us clean, paid for our sicknesses and diseases, bore away our sorrow and our pain. By his stripes, we're healed. He took the crown of thorns on his head so we can get a a, a renewed mind. Paid the price for our sin. And then when he ascended into heaven, he sent the Holy Spirit. As, as the comforter, one just like him to be with us forever. That when Jesus was here and he was on the Sea of Galilee, you would had to be at the Sea of Galilee to be around him. If he was in Capernaum, you had to be in Capernaum. But now, every place you go, he's there because he's right on the inside of you. Sent the Holy Spirit to come live in us. Hallelujah. So much to be thankful. Thankfulness describes an outpouring of grace and a wonderful feeling that freely flows from the heart in response to someone or something. Amen. Amen. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. He says, be anxious for nothing. You can hyphenate that word and say, be anxious for no thing. Be anxious for no thing at all. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. So again, he's saying, don't be anxious, but in everything by prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving, putting Thanksgiving in there, right? You know, 
you don't have to turn over there, but Psalm 45, 1 says, my heart overflows with a good theme and my tongue is the pen of a ready writer. You know, thankful heart is a good overflowing heart and it can't be silent in giving thanks. Even circumstances can't quiet you. Even the pressures of life can't quiet you because your heart overflows, you're so thankful. I'm thankful that I live today and have to deal with the pressures. Glory to God. Because if I didn't get saved, I wouldn't be around to deal with the pressures. Amen. Hallelujah. A thankful heart. You know, when it comes to the word of God, you have to take it personally. When you read your Bible, you've got to take it personally. So I am anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, I let my request be made known to God. And the peace of God which passes all of my comprehension will guard my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't understand that, but I receive it. You don't have to understand it to receive it. I receive that. Amen. And when you take it personal, now your tongue being the pen that can write on your heart. And now in your heart, you become that person. I'm anxious for nothing. But no matter what I deal with, I come before the Lord in prayer and supplication with a heart of thanksgiving. And I'm letting my request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all of my understanding, is going to guard my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. And I'm not going to have an anxious mind. I will have a disciplined, sound mind because of the peace of God that will guard it and protect it. Amen. So I declare those things. I write it in my heart. It's in my mouth. I write it on my heart. Praise God. And that's what you have to do all the time with the word of God. In fact, go over to um, Psalm 91 for a moment. Let's just run over there. And I think it's verse 16. Psalm 91. Uh, 15? 14. Yeah, there it is. It's going to be 14, 15, and 16. So let's read it the way it's written. Because he has loved me, this is God speaking. Because he has loved me, therefore I will deliver him, and I will set him securely on high, because he has known my name. He will call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble, and I will rescue him and honor him. And with long life I will satisfy him and let him see my salvation. Now who's God talking to? He's talking to me. He's talking to everybody that dwells in that secret place, right? So if he's saying that to me, then I could say the same thing he says. So I could say, because I have loved him, therefore he will deliver me. He will set me securely on high because I have known his name. I will call upon him and he will answer me. He will be with me in trouble and he will rescue me and honor me. And with a long life, he will satisfy me and let me see his salvation. Amen. Amen. It's just taking the word personal and start writing it on your heart. The more you say it, the more you gets on your heart, the more it gets engraved into you. The more it gets engraved into you, the more it becomes you. You want to become the word. Jesus was the word that made flesh. Your flesh being made the word. Amen. Amen. He's done so much for us. How could we not be thankful for the things that he's done? 
Well, what happens is we get caught up in need. We get caught up in want. We get caught up in pressures. And we forget about what God has already done. Don't be like the children of Israel in wilderness. A few steps away from the Red Sea, they forgot. Oh, I'm hungry. And then God provides man. Oh, we're thirsty. Then God provides one. Oh, God brought us out here to die. You know, they always forgot what he did. You know why? Because Israel only knew the acts of God. Moses knew the ways of God. Moses didn't forget. Israel did. Because all Israel was concerned with is what God could do for them. Moses was concerned with knowing God. When you get caught up in only the acts of God and what God can do for you, you will right away forget to be thankful. Amen. Don't become ungrateful based on needs, but be thankful based on what you received. Let me say that again. Don't become ungrateful based on need, but be thankful based on what you've received. And we have all received much from God. Amen. We must persistently engage in aggressive prayer, heartily seeking a specific answer from God as we keep our attitude vigilant and our eyes watchful for the soon-to-be manifested answer. As you take the stance of faith, don't forget to lift your voice in thanksgiving to God and thank him in advance of the answer. Thank him before you even see the answer because he's already blessed you with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. It's just a matter of getting him into the natural. Well, you're looking for it and wondering what's God going to do. I'm just waiting for it. That's not going to bring it. That's not going to get it across the bridge of your soul. Amen. Aren't you a spirit being? So what realm does your spirit man live in? What's that? Spirit realm. Okay, so you live in the spirit realm. So that means all the blessings of God are for you and they own and you own them in the spirit realm. But you as a spirit being now got to get that into the natural realm. And it's not going to cross the bridge of your soul by being anxious and worried and caring. And when's it going to happen? And I don't see it. And I'm just going to sit down and wait for God to do something. He done did it a long time ago. It's up to you now. You're the spirit being. You bring it now into the natural realm. Amen. Hallelujah. Thanking God in advance for the answer that you're seeking. Why? Because by faith, I please God. And I come to him because I know that he is the very answer I need. And he will reward me because I sit down and wait for him. No, because I diligently Seek him. Ongoing. Devoted. Here's something you should never forget. Don't bite off more than your faith can chew. Don't bite off more than your faith can chew. This is one of the biggest reasons there is such delay on answers. Because we bite off more than our faith can chew. In other words, you're trying to get something you don't have the faith for. You're not at that level yet. I know you think you're a super faith man, but you're only kidding yourself. 
So supposedly, and I'm just going to use this as an example, I've got flu symptoms on my body. I've got aches. I've got fever. I've got a sore throat. I've got congestion. I've got whatever else comes with the flu. Headaches. Anybody else? What is it? Sweating. Okay. Runny noses. Okay. Uh, You know, you look like Rudolph by the end of the day. All right. So you've got all those symptoms on you. But you don't have the faith. I'm believing God to be free from this flu. You don't have the faith for that. Now, I'm not saying you don't. I'm just saying that it could be you don't have the faith for that. But maybe you have the faith to be able to handle a runny nose. So how about you get rid of the runny nose first and then go deal with the congestion and then deal with the fever. And then, but I want to be done with this. We understand you want, but you can't chew it. Oh, I need $20,000 by the end of next week, but you got $200 faith. Well, I'm believing God for $20,000. You're biting off more than your faith can chew. See, and the biggest reason is is because we go by what we want, not by what we can believe. And I know people think, whoa, no, 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 I have faith for whatever I need. Liar, liar, pants on fire. You're not honest with yourself. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm helping you out here. You got to know what your faith can chew. Start where you're at. You know, it's like, all right, so maybe you need $10,000. Well, let's say you need $1,000, okay, $1,000. You need $1,000, but you only have $100 faith. So why don't you believe God for $100 10 times? Oh, that's right, because you'll spend the 100 before the next 100 comes in. (laughs) And then you'll never get ahead, and you'll never get what you need. So now we got to pray for discipline. I mean, there's no difference. I get $1,000 at once or $100 at a time. But if my faith can only chew $100, then that's where I believe for. That's where I start. You know, Pastor Nid started with 50 cents. I'm believing God for 50 cents a week. That's what she started with 42 years ago. I'm not telling you where she's at now. But do you understand what I'm saying? See, Thanksgiving is the voice of faith that thanks God for the answer before it comes, before the answer that you know inwardly. Remember, you're a spirit being, so you know it inwardly. It's not just, oh, I want it, and I think I'm going to get this, and this is what I Inwardly. You have a reliance by inward certainty in your spirit. You know that you know that you know. There's no doubt. When you got saved... Didn't you know that you knew that you knew that you, that you were saved? That there was no doubting that? So right now that we're saved, we switch over to the want. I want that I want that I want, so this is what I'm going to get. Where's the faith? Where's the, where is it just like when you got saved? What about when you got filled with the Holy Spirit? Did you know that you know that you knew that you got filled with the Holy Spirit? There's no talking you out of it. Nobody could talk you out of salvation. Nobody could talk you out of being filled with the Holy Spirit. You knew that you knew that you knew you had it on the inside. 
But then we want healing, we want finances, we want, we want, we want, we want, but what happens at the end with certainty? It went out that window. What window is that? The carnal window. It went out the window. And you got to get back to living by what you know on the inside. The other night, Pastor Nid got up, must have been about 4 o'clock, and she came down here to do some work. And it was about 6 o'clock, I was laying in bed, I was sound asleep, 6 o'clock, and oh, all of a sudden I just jumped up. I'm like, what was that? Well, I had nothing on the inside that something was wrong, but I said, eh, I'm just going to go downstairs and make sure Pastor Nid's okay. And I came downstairs, and I just kind of looked around the corner, and there she was working like a little beaver. I'm like, eh, she's good. Everything's okay. I went back to bed. <laughs> See, but I knew that everything was okay. But, you know, I just came down because I felt like I, I should do that. You're welcome. But you know, when you stop living by the God inside direction, you stop living life. And now you're living like a mere man that Paul talked about. And anybody can do that. Anybody can live by what they see physically, what they hear naturally, uh, circumstances, situations. Anybody can live by conniving, maneuvering, manipulating, all that stuff. Anybody can live like that. But only a disciple can live by the God inside directions. Amen. It's hard to be discouraged or be defeated when you're continually thankful. So maintain a thankful, faith-filled heart as you watch for your answer to arrive. So if we go back over to Colossians 4.2. And he says, devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. Let me give you a paraphrase of what this could say if we take all of what we've just looked at tonight as far as what words mean in the original languages. He says, be committed to ongoing and relentless prayer. You have to press toward that answer you are seeking. You have to be devoted to the goal of obtaining it as you stay engaged in the robust, strong, stout, never-give-up kind of prayer that brings you straight into the presence of God. While you are persistently and aggressively praying, you also need to stay wide awake, constantly keeping your eyes open as you look for and expect your answer. And while you're doing all of this, don't forget to stay in an attitude of thankfulness that gives thanks to God in advance for the answers you are seeking. Amen. Amen. So are you going through one of those times right now of waiting for your answer? Have you been tempted to give up on something you've been praying for because the answer isn't coming as quickly as you wish? Maybe you have bit off more than your faith can chew. And maybe you need to back up and start believing God step by step rather than for the whole enchilada at one time. You know, you need the beans before you can get the tortilla. Is that right? 
Okay, I just want to make sure I get that right. <laughs> I'm assuming. I'm at there beans that go inside of a tort- uh, enchilada. Isn't there beans that go inside that? Beans and cheese? Or cheese? I don't know. Anyway, you've got to have the ingredients before you have the wrapping, okay? So you may have to believe for the ingredients before you get to the whole deal. You're a tough crowd. So the thing to what I really want to tell you today is don't throw up your hands in exasperation and walk away. Stay in faith. Stay alert. Realize and understand where your faith is at. If you've bit off too much, then back it up to where you need to be and what you know you can believe for. You might be on the very brink of receiving your long-awaited answer. You may be on the brink of receiving the ingredients that you need to to have to get to that long-awaited answer. If you stay awake, you'll realize the ingredients when they come along. And stay thankful for all that the Lord has done in your life. Never stop being thankful. Amen. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 2. It says, we give thanks to God always for all of you, making mention of you in our prayers. So on another note, I want to just say that I'm very thankful for you all, whether you're in the house, on live stream, or on podcast. We appreciate your partnership. We appreciate your partnering together with us in the work of the Lord, whether it be in serving, in support, in a desire to grow in the things of God. And I'm thankful that the Holy Spirit has brought us together as a body. Being where God wants us to be and being in unity is where the blessing resides. Amen. I'm grateful that the Holy Spirit through all these years has kept out strife from our midst. There's been no division, no self-seeking, no self-ambitious attitudes. And the Holy Spirit keeps it all out because he works with all of us. And we've yielded ourselves to his leading and given ourselves to the things and the way that he has wanted to do things. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful to all of you. I'm thankful the Holy Spirit has connected us together. Again, whether it's in the house, on live stream, or on podcast, we're all partners together in the gospel of God. Isn't that right? Amen. So have a very happy, bountiful, and wonderful Thanksgiving And keep an overflowing heart of thanks. And let your tongue be the pen of the ready writer. Amen. Amen. Father, we bless you. We honor you, Lord. We give you all the glory. We thank you, Father, for your kindness and your goodness. Thank you, Father, for your great compassion. There is none like you, Lord. It is just such an honor to serve you. An honor to live for you. An honor to get our life in line with what your word says. Thank you, Lord that you've given us your word so that we can change, that we can think like you think, talk like you talk, act like you act, and put our life in order as we continue to grow and conform to the image of our Lord and Savior, the Christ Jesus. Father, I thank you. Thank you, Lord, that our salvation is eternal and that we will not only forever be with you, but we will forever be together with one another. We're thankful, Father. We give you all the praise and the glory and the honor. Now, Father, as we come before you with our giving tonight, again, with a heart of thanksgiving, we come to bless you and praise you. 
Just like you said, Jesus, you didn't watch to see what we gave, but you watch how we give and you look at the attitude of our heart. So therefore, we come with an honest heart, a sincere heart, and a heart of thankfulness for all that you are, all that you do. And Father, we thank you and we bless you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. If you joined us on live stream or podcast, thanks again for being with us tonight. And I do pray that the word has really touched you right where you're at and that you could see the benefit of being devoted to prayer, staying alert, and really having a heart that overflows with thanksgiving. It kind of puts everything all together because it keeps us out of the pressures, it keeps us out of the anxiousness, and reminds us of all the good things God has done for us. If you'd like to sow seed into the ministry, you can go to our website, newlifefamilyworship.net, click on the giving link, and thank you in advance for the seed that you sow. And if there's anything we can stand in prayer with you about and believe God for, please let us know. We consider it an honor to stand with our partners for, the greatest, for their needs to be met. Amen. Amen.